You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Today is Monday, June the 28th of 2021. I am the St. Louis Cardinals mega fan and your host for the show, Lucas Smith. Thanks for tuning in today, even though that the Cardinals had a rough weekend at best. Uh, be sure to follow me on Twitter at LJFastball. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Cardinals. This team just continues to get more and more frustrating by the day. Cardinals have dropped three of four against the Pittsburgh Pirates. And it gets worse. They've dropped three or four against the Pittsburgh Pirates at home. And it gets worse. They've dropped three or four against the Pittsburgh Pirates at home after already losing two in a row to the Detroit Tigers. That's right. They have one win in their last six games. Or five games, I beg your pardon, of teams that are last place in their respective divisions. Now, the Tigers are not, but they were at the time. Tigers are actually tied for last place with Kansas City and Minnesota. So maybe the Detroit loss isn't so bad, question mark, positive spin. No, it's, it's, it's still pretty bad. Cardinals fall to 37 and 41 on the year. Before I get too much further, I want to tell you that today's episode is brought to you by Locked on MLB Prospects. Because if you're the type of fan that can't help but get giddy over prospects, we have the podcast for you. It's Locked on MLB Podcasts. Locked on MLB Prospects, hosted by minor league play-by-play voice Arm Layton, the only daily podcast devoted entirely to the stars of tomorrow. Follow Locked on MLB Prospects on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Arm just had an interview with Alex Burleson, a Cardinal minor leaguer who's tearing it up in the minor leagues. Um, so he'll ha- he has notes on that and any other prospects that you could possibly want to keep your eye on. Arm is great, does a great job. Head over to Locked on MLB Prospects after you're done listening to this show. But this is getting, you know, I, keep, I feel like it just continues to get worse and worse. It continues to be ridiculous, and things need to change. I feel like I'm just beating a dead horse and saying the same things over and over on each and every episode. At some point, is something, is anything going to give? Because right now it's looking like nothing's going to give. Front office doesn't seem to care. Schilt seems to think that their offense is looking better despite scoring two, four, three, and two runs in each game respectively over the weekend, that that's somehow an improvement or that they've looked good doing so, which I disagree with. They scored four runs in two games in the Detroit series. Other than the nine-run outburst in the Atlanta series, they didn't score more than a run a game. They only scored seven runs across three games against the Marlins. So I don't know what offensive productivity he's seeing. I really don't. And I'm usually not one to call for somebody's job. You know, I, I still, yes, this is a business and things need to be productive and all these things. But at the end of the day, we're all human. We all need jobs, yada, yada, yada. But at some point, like I mentioned, this does become a business. Decisions need to be made. And I have always been one to say that for the most part, at the major league level, coaching staffs don't affect all that much. Yes, Schilt's lineup construction is questionable. Sometimes his bullpen decisions are questionable at best. But at the end of the day, these are Major League Baseball players that know what they're doing for the most part. They just need to go out and perform. However, there also needs to be a scapegoat. 
And I'm not saying that Jeff Albert is an unworthy one, or that Mike Schultz is an unworthy one, or that Mike Maddox is an unworthy one. You could argue they should all go, because all three of their facets aren't performing. This team isn't hitting, this team isn't pitching, and this team isn't playing well. So, like I mentioned, I'm, I try not to call for people's jobs because this is their lives we're messing with, but at the end of the day, this is a business, and things don't always work out. I wish that Jeff Albert was better able to unlock some of the potential of these guys. I wish Mike Schultz was ever able to make better, better decisions. I wish Mike Maddox was able to able to help Oviedo a little bit more, Woodford a little bit more, his pitching staff a little bit more. I do wish all those things. And same thing with the players. I wish no ill towards the players. I wish they would have more success. But they're not. And if this team wants to win, something needs to change. And the easiest option right now for the front office is to fire somebody. But they're not even taking that option. So to me, it's, it's a question of, you know, does this front office actually want to win this year? People keep using the term bridge year and how this is just going to be a mediocre year, next year's our year type of thing. That's not how the Cardinals operate. At least it's not how the Cardinals have been operating in the last 100 years of their franchise. Yes, they've had their struggles. They're not a perfect franchise, yada, yada, yada. But this is, by and large, a winning team and a winning franchise. That's not winning right now. That's the problem I have with it. Why now not go for a win? This team is getting more and more difficult to watch by the day. And coming into June, you thought, okay, outside of the Dodgers, Cubs, you know, maybe the Indians might give you a little bit of trouble. But other than that, you got a real easy schedule. You got the Reds, the Marlins, the Braves, Tigers, Pirates, and D-backs. Let's go. Let's get a couple wins. Let's increase the division lead. That has not happened. They went on a six-game losing streak to start the month. They broke a five-game losing streak on Saturday. And now they're back on one loss in a row. And just by the way the baseball gods have been, you know that this Diamondback series somehow isn't going to be easy, even though it should be. I'm really at a loss for words right now as to what the Cardinals need to do because, like I mentioned, this team has weaknesses in just about every single area. Starting pitching, bullpen, offense. I mean, pick a lane and go for it. Make a change somewhere. Just anywhere. Literally anywhere. Call somebody up. They, they did make a change. Wade LeBlanc will be going tonight. I'll talk about that in segment three. So that, that's some change. They, they shook up the lineup. They shook up the rotation. That's something. At least Mike Schilt tried to do anything. Because Edmund wasn't cutting out at the top anymore. You wanted to get Newt Bar maybe some more important at-bats. Carlson maybe get going from the little spot. Something changed. That was at least, like I mentioned, something. And something is changing with the pitching staff now that Johnny Gant's back to the bullpen and Wade LeBlanc gets to start tonight. I really don't recall a rougher stretch off the top of my head in Cardinal in recent Cardinal history, I'll go that far. And my question is, what's the difference right now between what Schultz is doing and what Matheny is doing? The only thing that I can think of is that Matheny did it for a longer amount of time. Matheny struggled in 16, 17, and to start 18. So, if you follow me on Twitter, at LJFastball, 
I tweeted this out just f- for what it's worth. That at the time Mike Matheny was fired, it was July 14th of 2018. The Cardinals were 47 and 46. They were 5 and 10 in their last 15 on a three game losing streak. Now the Cardinals have lost 3 out of 4 to the Pirates, are now 37 and 41, and 10 of their last 15. Might be 9 in their last 15 with a loss yesterday. What's the difference? Because I would honestly argue that if COVID hadn't happened last year, I wish it wouldn't have for a multitude of reasons, that that team doesn't make the playoffs last year. And Mike Schultz looking even worse than he does right now. So it's just food for thought. Maybe a manager being fired wouldn't be good for this team because maybe this team does believe in the manager so much that it would just throw everything off course. Maybe you wait to the offseason to make a change. But at some point... Do you, like, how much do you weigh chemistry versus needing to make a change, right? Because Mike Schultz has always been a team first guy. You know, from the moment he got here, players have said he's a great communicator, great baseball guy. Those are all fine and dandy. Maybe he's better suited for a bench coach role or something like that. I don't know. And again, not, not to put all the blame on Mike Schultz, a lot of the blame does have to go towards the players. But at some point, Going to need to fire somebody, in my opinion. Make a change somewhere. So we'll move on, recap the series against Pittsburgh, the three games I haven't talked about yet, and then preview the series upcoming against Arizona, and maybe, just maybe, find a way to win a series. Because it's been a while. You know, two weeks. But outside of that Marlins sweep, the Cardinals have not won a series in June. Swept by the Reds. Split against the Indians. Swept by the Cubs. Lost three out of four to the Braves, swept by the Tigers, swept, or lost three out of four, rather, to the Pirates. That's not a good month, especially when you look at the opponents. So segment two is coming up next where we will be reviewing what went wrong, which was a lot, in the series against the Pittsburgh Pirates, coming up in just a short moment. Do you love to order fish when you go out to eat but never make it for yourself at home? Cooking restaurant-quality dishes at home starts with high-quality seafood and simple techniques from Wild Alaskan Seafood. Wild Alaskan Company delivers high-quality, sustainably-sourced, wild-caught seafood right to your door. Choose from salmon, whitefish, or a combination, and every month there are different specials to explore. Each shipment contains premium, wild-caught, individually-wrapped portions of delicious seafood that's ready to prepare and easy to cook. Wild Alaskan Company seafood is how nature intended it to be. Always wild, never farmed or modified, and contains no antibodies. You can adjust, pause, or cancel your membership at any time, and they offer 100% satisfaction guaranteed or your money back. So get your nutrition from nature with Wild Alaskan Company. And right now you can get $15 off your first box of premium seafood when you visit the Alaskan Company, wildalaskancompany.com slash MLB. That's wildalaskancompany.com slash MLB. For $15 off your first box. Once again, that's wildalaskancompany.com slash MLB. Alaskancompany.com slash MLB. Make sure to use your URL to let them know that we sent you. So the Cardinals fall a lot over the weekend. And I already talked about Thursday's game on Friday's episode. So if you missed that, head over to Friday. I also talked about how the fact that the Cardinals somehow don't know how to prepare for a baseball game. Tommy Eben 
delighting us with that fact. But let's go and talk about game by game. Let's go with Friday to start. KK Kim gets the ball. Looks solid for two innings. Struggles mightily in the third. Ends up going through four and a third. And that's one of the management decisions that, that was questionable over the weekend. Just looking at, at Friday. Kim was laboring out there. He got hit by a pitch in the, the, the shoulder, the, uh, the, the chest area, somewhere around it, the front, front shoulder, front chest area, you know, as opposed to the back chest area. And <laughs> he seemed to be laboring a little bit, yet Mike Schultz sends him to hit in the bottom of the fourth to lead off the inning, makes an out. Carlson hits a home run. And again, hindsight's twenty twenty. Who knows if Carlson hits that home run Otherwise, who knows? But still, worth mentioning. Sends it back out there for the fifth. Gets one out. Walks a man. Or no, he, he gets one out. I'm sorry. Then Jake Woodford comes in. And Jake Woodford had an awful weekend. Didn't get it out on Friday. Gave up two runs on, on Sunday. Not a good series for Mr. Woodford, who I think is getting a bad rap. However... That's still, going back to the management, why would you send Kim out? Why, why would you not just pinch hit for Kim? You really think Kim's going to make that much of a difference against a left-handed batter versus Jake Woodford? And again, maybe Woodford gives up a home run to Frazier. Who knows? And if Kim gets a hit and Carlson hits a home run, then you're not looking at it so much. So, again, managers can make a decision, decisions all they want. Still comes down to, are the players going to get the results? Jake Woodford did not get the results that Mike Schitt was looking for. Walked to leadoff man Hayes, got a ground out, then gave up a single. Then Woodford gets taken out, and uh, inherited runner scores. So Woodford's inherited runner scores, excuse me. So just because Woodford didn't get the results doesn't make that decision a quality decision. I thought that Mike Schilt should have pinched it for Kim or leave Kim in for the whole inning. One of the two. I think that, that was a, it was a weird, wishy-washy way of saying, okay, you can go back out there, but you only get one out. So I still wasted a spot in the order in the, in the home half of the inning. And now I'm using more pitchers than I really need to. It was, it was just a weird decision-making process in my, in my mind for Schilt. But outside of, of Woodford, um, and like I said, Kim in that third inning, Cardinal staff pitched pretty well. Helsley got an inning, Cabrera an inning in two-thirds, Miller an inning in a third, and Gallegos two-thirds of an inning, all scoreless baseball. And... I was impressed with, with you know, when, when this bullpen is right, this is a really, really good bullpen. It's not like the, the, the ceiling of this bullpen is mediocre. No, the ceiling of this bullpen is really, really good. We just have, I, I'm a firm believer in the fact that we just haven't seen the ceiling or the, the full potential of the bullpen yet. I think Helsley's better than he shows. I think that he could, you know, do a little bit more movement with his fastball and things like that, but... You know, Miller, I think, is more serviceable than he has shown, and obviously we, we know what we've seen from Cabrera, Gallegos, and Reyes. But what I was really impressed with is that the fact that the inherited runners for the Cardinals, Gallegos had an inherited runner, didn't score. Cabrera had two inherited runners, didn't score. Helsley had two inherited runners, didn't score. That's what I think has been a problem for this bullpen, is the inherited runners have been scoring like crazy. So the one run that, Kim, that was charged to Kim that Woodford gave up, you know, Woodford wasn't able to get an out, but gave up that run uh, on the leadoff walk. That ki- ki- the leadoff walk, rather. That one run ended up being the difference maker. 
because the Cardinals couldn't score from the fifth inning on. So the Pirates, Crow, who had an ERA above six, gave up four in runs. So you figure, okay, he hit him pretty well. But then the bullpen made it stick with four innings of shutout baseball. Cardinals only able to get nine hits. Saturday, the one positive. The offense still didn't really hit well going into Saturday. Three runs, they were out hit, seven to six. Only had six hits. But Adam Wainwright was masterful once again at home. Six and five on the year. Overall, his ERA has been lowered down to 3.59. Six innings pitched on Saturday. Six hits, an earned run, a walk, eight strikeouts. That one earned run coming uh, via the home run ball from Gregory Polanco in the fourth. Polanco had himself a nice series, too. Adam Wainwright seems to be the only pitcher that knows how to pitch right now for St. Louis. I think he's the only pitch, starting pitcher with a win since May 30th. That's not good. And the Cardinals got off to a hot start in this one. I think that that, that that was key as well. Molina had an RBI single. DeYoung and Goldschmidt both homering. And Goldschmidt was an absolute mammoth shot. 470, dead center, over. Freezes Lawn out there in straightaway center field. So again, Saturday's game was one of the only positives. And it still offensively wasn't great. Just six hits, three earned runs. Three runs scored, rather. Two of them on solo home runs. Just three extra base hits in total. One for eight with runners in scoring position. So it it still wasn't fantastic (laughs) when you're looking at the offensive numbers. But when I've said it before, I'll say it again. This might be stupid to say, but when this team pitches, they win. This team pitched on Saturday, a la Adam Wainwright, and then the big three to close it out, Cabrera Gallegos Reyes, and they won. It's a very simple formula. The problem has been getting all the parts of the equation, parts of the formula, to fall in the same place. When they pitch, they don't hit. When they don't pitch, they don't hit. It's just a bizarre thing. Adam Wainwright has been, quite literally, the savior for this Cardinal team. Because right now, that's the only starting pitcher that I have any sort of confidence in. Who else are you going to have confidence in? Wade the Blanc's a huge question mark. Carlos Martinez isn't really a question mark at this point. He's just not good. Johan Oviedo, who I think just needs more time in, the, in AAA, I'll talk about him in just a moment, hasn't been very solid. KK Kim has given you one, maybe two good starts overall. Adam Wainwright is the one starting pitcher on the staff that I have confidence in. And that's a testament to Adam Wainwright, yes. But it also shows the huge problem that this rotation has, that they just don't have any good arms right now. And can they survive long enough until Flaherty and Michaelis get back? Flaherty, I think you can rely on as a starter. Michaelis is still a question mark. He isn't, you know, he pitched okay four innings in his in his one start this this year. Didn't pitch last year. Didn't pitch very good in 2019 until the playoffs. So to rely to rely so heavily on him might be a mistake too. Again, Flaherty, you can rely on. I thought that he looked really sharp this year. Thought that he was on on track for an incredible year. So, banking on Flaherty, I think, is a solid bet. But can this rotation be strong enough until those two get back? Because it might not be until post-All-Star break. I think the answer to that question is no. This rotation has not shown me anything for it to be strong enough. It's a really tough thing when you're relying on a 39-year-old starting pitcher. And again, no disrespect to Adam Wainwright. Wonderful to have him being so successful. 
But this rotation needs some help. Because the guy who went yesterday, Johan Oviedo, did not pitch well. He had a really good first inning, really good two, three innings, or innings two and three, and then a really bad fourth to, to knock him out of the game. So we saw flashes, ever so slight, but flashes of Oviedo's brilliance. Final line was not brilliant whatsoever. Four innings, six hits, five earned, four walks, five strikeouts. Oviedo needs more time in the minor leagues. His stuff is there. I have more trust in Oviedo than I do Woodford, who, like I mentioned, had a rough weekend and gave up two home runs yesterday. But I think if Oviedo could just have a little bit more seasoning, he could be really, really good. But the problem is he's kind of being forced into a role he shouldn't be forced into. So pitching was bad. Fernandez had two solid innings, and Seth Elledge struck out the side in the ninth. Great. So outside of Oviedo and Woodford, pitching was pretty good for those two guys. Whatever. Offensively, was a, offense was a joke yesterday. Three hits, two runs. Those three hits coming after Kranick making his Major League debut through five not-just-no-hit innings, Perfect innings. And again, the comparisons to saying that, oh, he gave up four earned runs to the triple-A offense and now he's shutting out the major league offense. It's a weird coincidence thing. I don't think anybody actually thinks this, but I just want to say it out loud. I don't think anybody thinks that the triple-A offense is actually better than this major league offense. There might be an argument for it because <laughs> this major league offense is not playing very well right now. But still, pitchers have good days, pitchers have bad days. However, Kranich had a really good day, and this offense had a really bad day. Yeah, they fought for two runs in the seventh and eighth innings, but they were still one for six with runners in scoring position. And they still only were able to muster three hits. I thought it couldn't get any worse after the Detroit series. I was wrong. I'm hoping it can't get any worse after the Pittsburgh series. I really hope I'm not wrong. Because Cardinals play Arizona today, and for the next three days, counting today, and again, I'm previewing the Diamondback series coming out in segment three. Because I've been saying it can't get much worse for the entire month of June. Maybe it can get worse. But I heard, but you got to play the games for a reason. And maybe, just maybe, the Cardinals finish June with some sort of positive note and sweep the Diamondbacks. Yeah, wishy-washy, whatever. But anything could happen in the sport of baseball. Second number three, coming up in just a moment, talking about the Arizona Diamondbacks. We're brought to you in part today by the best-tasting protein bar on the market, and that is Built Bar. Built Bar has nine delicious flavors, plus the occasional limited-time flavor. And when you talk to a Built Bar fan, we are all passionate about our favorites. If you don't know the Built Bar flavors, well, you're missing out. They've got coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel. So there's something for everyone. My favorite flavor, double chocolate. Why is it called double chocolate? Because it's got chocolate in the middle and chocolate around it. All of these bars have 100% chocolate all around it. That's right, they're covered 100% in chocolate. If you haven't had all the flavors, get a mix box. You'll get two of each of the nine flavors. Just because they're covered in chocolate and they're great testing doesn't mean they're not healthy. They are healthy. Most flavors have 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs. So go to BuiltBar.com right now. And enter promo code LOCKED15, that's O-C-K-E-D-1-5, to get 15% off your first order. Once again, promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. 
Diamondbacks enter play today. Last place in the NL West with a winning percentage of 278. 2-8 two and eight in their last 10. 10 and 33 away from Arizona. 10 and 35 against teams above 500. A run differential of negative 107. That is good for last in the National League. So, long story short, not a good baseball team. 30, I'm sorry, 29 games out of first place. And this is going to be the last easy, or quote-unquote easy schedule, easy stretch of games for the Cardinals until the All-Star break. Is this this week. They've got three against Arizona, three, four at Colorado. Colorado's not a good baseball team either, but they're really good at home. Colorado's 25-16 and 6-31 and and on the road. So you've got to figure that, you know, you're basically playing a 25-16 and 16 team. Cardinals are three at San Francisco next week, and then three at Chicago. So you better take advantage of this quote-unquote easy schedule for the next week while, while you have it. But this Arizona series, Cardinals won 3-4 against Arizona at Arizona uh, earlier in the month, earlier in the season, rather. Diamondback sending Jake Faria to the mound against the St. Louis Cardinals. He's 0-0 with a 4.50 ERA with just five punch-outs. Um, the right-hander uh, out of California has just three games on the season, all out of the bullpen. So it looks to be a bullpen game um, for the Arizona Diamondbacks. It might be for St. Louis, too, as they send Wade LeBlanc to make his Cardinal debut as a starter. Uh, he, he you know, pitched pretty well, okay for, for the most part uh, as a St. Louis Cardinal. Um, for, for the Cardinals, his ERA has been better than it has been for Baltimore. Uh, in six and two-thirds of an inning, he's only given up three earned runs, so he's got an ERA of 405 on the year. Um, so, some positive for the block. Uh, his, his longest outing of the year, though, so yeah, so basically what I'm trying to say is I'm not, I'm not expecting a lot of length from him. Longest outing of the year came as a Cardinal, three innings against the Atlanta Braves. Um, that's his longest outing as a Cardinal. He threw six two-thirds of an inning, two starts against Baltimore. So still, I'm not expecting a lot of length from Wade the Block. That's why I said it probably could be end up being a bullpen game for the Cardinals. If Wade the Block gives you five s- solid innings, that'd be a massive success. But you have a question mark on this game because you don't know what you're going to get. Fast forward to Tuesday, you might say you know what you're going to get because Carlos Martinez is on the mound. Cardinals going up against Caleb Smith, who's 2-3 and three with a 303 ERA. Carlos Martinez... After an abysmal 2020, he thought it couldn't get worse. Well, just like the Cardinal season, Carlos Martinez got worse. He's 3-9 with an ERA of 6-7-8. There seems to be no hope in sight for Carlos. So that game is also a huge question mark. And then you have an afternoon game on Wednesday, getaway day, 2-10, or I'm sorry, 12-15 first pitch, KK Kim against Riley Smith. Adam Wainwright gets the ball to start the Colorado series. So all three of these games have a huge question mark on them. Any game that Adam Wainwright is not starting at this point has a question mark on them if you're a St. Louis Cardinal fan. And like I mentioned, this is one of the rougher stretches I've seen in Cardinal baseball in a long time, at least in recent memory. Something has to give if this seems going to change. The definition of insanity is trying the same thing over and over again. And outside of changing the rotation a bit and shuffling the lineup, this team is trying the same thing over and over again. So who knows? Maybe the Cardinals turn around with a series against Arizona. But also, it's not going to be easy because the Cardinals starters are not named Adam Wainwright. 
So sorry I couldn't bring more hope or positivity to your Monday. Other than the Cardinals, I hope your your life is going well. I hope your Monday is going well. Uh, be sure to listen to the Locked On Today podcast after you're done listening to me. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow me on the Odyssey app, the show on the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, Google, whatever you have. Whatever you have. Make sure you subscribe, follow, leave a rating if possible. Follow me on Twitter at LJFastball. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Cardinals. Until I talk to you guys tomorrow, be sure to stay safe, stay well, and have a fantastic day.